first responders, and those associated with them. Their dedication transcends mere profession. For most of them, it's a calling, a deep desire to serve, a need to be the light in the darkest moments of a normal citizen's life. Firefighters battling blazes, EMS saving lives of those who are near their end, and police officers day in and day out in a struggle to contend with the criminals of the world. Those who work beside them, nurses, jailers, even bookkeepers, make sure that when the calls come in for a distressed person, there's someone there to answer it and then continue the processes of their assigned department. It's an intricate and detailed dance that happens from the start of emergency all the way to the end that involves layer after layer of public serving. These members of our society are the ones you call for help. They're the ones you feel safe with, the ones you rely on in your time of need. These are good humans. But just like a bushel of apples, there's bound to be one or two that aren't any good. The ones who use their uniform to mask who they really are. Perhaps they're a criminal themselves. Maybe they see their job as only that, a job. Where negligence or apathy has clouded the vision of their duties. In this episode, as you might be able to tell from the title, I'll be talking about people who are involved in what we should consider as being the most noble of professions, who are involved in gross misconduct or worse. Welcome back to Music City 911. Nine one one. Do you have an emergency? Hi. Yes. Um. So I just got to my house, like, uh-huh. and, and and I was getting into the apartment, and I heard some people in the second floor yelling. And What's the address? Inside, uh, one second. Sorry. One second. I'm looking for the. What's your address? What's your address? Yes, yes. Okay. And you heard, hold on one second. What did you hear exactly? So I I heard, I saw the girl and the baby, they were in the balcony. And she was yelling to the guy, give me the phone, give me the phone. Because I'm gonna call the police. So you heard fine. yelling. Your phone's breaking up. Your phone's breaking up, ma'am. You heard yelling. Yes. Okay. What's I heard the, yelling. Okay. Which apartment are you in? What is your apartment number? I can't understand you. The phone is breaking up. Hello? Hello? August 15th, 2023 at 8.26 p.m., just north of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in the city of Coral Springs, local dispatch receives a call from a woman who is hard to understand. It's likely that she was having some sort of phone connection issues, 
which is possible inside an apartment complex like the one she was calling about, the MAA Coral Springs Apartments, and the 9200 block of Ramblewood Drive. The caller was reporting an argument between a man and a woman. The woman asking for her phone. Not much further is given other than the address and apartment number, both of which were redacted from the call. Police were dispatched, but with something like this, simply an argument that's possibly domestic related, chances are it got a non-emergency response. Police would go with no lights and sirens on. Minutes later, another call is received by someone else in the same complex. They didn't hear an argument. They heard something else. Now, what's your emergency? Hi, good morning. I'm sorry, good afternoon. Um, I'm in, and we just heard some gunshots, like, right outside the window. What's the apartment number that you live in? And you said right outside your door? I don't, I don't know, but I don't want anybody to come to my door. It, I, I hear it. I'm in my bedroom. I hear it right outside the bedroom, but my girls was just in the kitchen, and they it, it sounded like they heard, Did like, hear right in the hallway. Um, it sounded like it was, like, one shot and then a series of either five or six shots together. Yes. And after the gunshot, did you hear anything else? No, did you hear anything else out there? I don't know. We just got down and came in the room here. Okay. We have officers on the way while we're talking. Um, can I get your name? I'll let them know that you don't want to meet or anything. Um, and what was your what was your apartment? But I don't want them coming here. I don't want no, them calling I'll, me. I'll, I'll, I'll let them know that you don't want them to come to your apartment. Okay. They won't. They won't come meet with you. But just for just so they have a reference for where it was coming from. What was your apartment number again? Okay, they're on the way. If you hear anything else or see anything else, please, um, before they arrive, just let us know or anything at all, but they're on the way. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, bye. From the same complex and roughly the same area that the first caller was reporting, now there are gunshots. While it's possible that the two are unrelated, the chances that they are related are pretty good. Just like in the last full episode, when shots are fired in a crowded apartment complex, multiple calls start hitting dispatch. 911, what is your emergency? Yes, good evening. I just heard what sounded like six gunshots somewhere right around the vicinity where I'm at. Hold on, hold on, hold on, sir. Repeat your address. Sitting in my living room. Next thing I know, I heard what sounded like a gunshot, and then five immediate shots right afterwards. So somewhere okay. in this immediate vicinity, it sounded like somebody was shooting off a gun. Were you able to tell where it was coming from, like which direction? I was inside my apartment with the door closed. All I know is through the, through the glass there, I heard the sound, and it was, it was not a firecracker. It was specifically six, six, six gunshot sounds. Okay. It looks like we're getting multiple calls um, coming in on this. Can you just give me your apartment number one more time? I'm so sorry. I had to close that call out. I started. And what was your name? Okay. 
Sorry, thank you so much. We have the call in. Okay, we have multiple officers going to the area to check, okay? All right, thank you, and have your officers be safe. I don't want anybody getting injured. Of course, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Coral Springs, Coconut Creek Dispatch. Hey, I sounded like, um, or I heard what sounded like gunshots. Yeah. Okay, we're on the way there. Did you see anything or just hear it? No, I just heard it. Um, it was like one shot, a brief pause, and then uh, four more. And it sounded very rhythmic, too rhythmic to be like a car backfire or fireworks. Yeah, no, no, no. We got a few calls on it. We're on the way there, okay? All right. Bye. All right, thanks. Both of the last callers mentioned a sort of rhythm to the gunshots. They hear one shot, then a series of four or more shots directly after that. Nothing was seen by either, though. No personal description of someone with a gun. No vehicle. Nothing so far. The next person walked out to his balcony after hearing the shots and was able to report something extra. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, yes, I just would like to report. I, I just heard gunshots in my neighborhood, and then I saw a white SUV Mercedes uh, SUV mm -hmm. uh, leaving the premises. Like, they had a kid in their hands running. They got in the car and okay. sped away. Yeah. What's your address? Yeah, I just heard about it about how 45 many did you seconds hear? ago. What was that? How about how many did you hear? I heard four shots. I heard one, and I, I was like, what was that? And I heard screaming. I came on my balcony. I heard three more, and then I saw a male running to his SUV. It was a white Mercedes uh, SUV. He had, like, a girl, like a little girl on his hand. He got right in the front seat with and her. And, like, you said and it was a white SUV? Off. Yeah, white Mercedes. And which way did it go? It left my neighborhood. I was looking on my balcony, so it took off and out of my neighborhood. And so it went out, like, towards Ramblewood, or? Yeah, it, um, what is the road? Yeah, it's on Ramblewood. I don't know the direction they went. I don't know if they went east or west, because I can't see it from my apartment. Okay. All right, we're de definitely getting someone out there. You saw a male taking a child? Yeah, it was, I don't know if he was Spanish or Caucasian, but he was, it was, he, he wasn't African-American. Okay, so he looked like a black male, a white male? You said? He looked like a white male, a white oh, male white or a male. Spanish male. Okay, and about how old did the child look to be? Uh, definitely, definitely under four. Okay. And could you make out any clothing description at all? Yeah, he was wearing a white shirt and gray shorts. You heard that too? Okay. Yeah, it was right over there. It was gunshots. Okay. Yeah, my, a few of my neighbors are outside, so it was definitely that. Alrighty. So I would like everybody to get back inside, especially if they heard gunshots. Yeah, are I'm on my balcony on the house? third floor. Nobody. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, that's so scary. All right, and we are getting several calls regarding this, and we do have um, several officers coming to that location. Okay. Heard. All no, right. I got, I'm on the phone. I got a description of what he looked like and everything. Yeah, it was the white SUV Mercedes. Okay, All right. and Thank what's you your name? Much. It's a good callback number for you. All right, we will get. We um, would you like to meet with an officer at all, or? Um, I mean, need I, to to call sure. You I will, okay? I'll see him down there because I just want to. I, I don't want anybody. I want to just be as helpful as I can in this. It's crazy. Okay. Yep. So I have your number here to you know give you a call. As yeah. well, I have it documented, okay? Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. This whole thing just got very messy. 
shots fired being called in by multiple people. One person calling in shots fired. There's always the chance of it being false somehow. Like one of the callers saying it could be a car backfiring or something like that. Multiple people calling in and all of them reporting roughly the same thing. That's much different. Then this caller saying that directly after the shots, he sees a man running to a white Mercedes SUV while carrying a small girl and driving away fast. If I'm hearing this, my mind goes to a potential kidnapping, but we still don't know what the shots were about yet. Police are just now getting to the scene and start trying to figure out what's going on. One last caller from this phones in after the police are already there. This caller requested a Spanish interpreter. I've cut off the first portion of the call because it was just them connecting. The dispatcher does connect him with a language line and begins asking what he knows about what happened at the apartments. Hello, thank you for calling Language Line Solutions. My name is Alejandro. My interpreter ID is 399-679. Okay, thank you so much. Language Line, can you please have my caller confirm the location that he's at? Of course. The address is, oh, I apologize. Let me start over, Miss. I do apologize. That is. Okay, in the apartment. Correct. Okay. And ask him, what did he see going on there? Bueno, okay. mi Yeah, the thing is that my my sister and mom did call me. She told me that there was a someone was, there was a shooting going on and someone did fall off the second floor. Okay, I'm sorry. And just repeat that for verification. Yes, my sister in law did call me. She she was the thing is that there was a shooting going on and someone fell from the second floor. And she okay. did not tell me what was going to do. She was having a nervous crisis. Okay, yes. Yeah. So we have, let him know we have several officers there that's on scene. Um, and just verify, is he there right now or his sister lives over there? Claro. Al parecer ya han habido llamadas sobre este caso. Quisiera preguntarle si usted está aquí o, o solamente su, su cuñada. It would only be my in-law. She's at that location right now. I'm at the airport. Okay. Okay, and does she know which balcony she saw the person fall from, like how close it was to... Claro, usted sabrá qué número de unidad se cayó esta persona, en qué balcón. It would be in the same building, um, but we would be unsure which one it would be. Okay. And what is what's his sister-in-law's name? What is the number of his Okay. 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 
Okay, we are definitely going to get someone out there, okay? Claro, definitivamente estaríamos enviando alguien así. Ah, okay. Entonces, si están haciendo una viaje, mi cuñado. Very well. In that case, um, yes, my 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 phone And what's a telephone number for her? ¿Usted sabrá un buen número telefónico para ella? Un número de contacto. Para ella. Correcto. Eh, sí, dame un segundito. Dame el número de hermana. Yes, allow me one time. Sam, should I change? Phone number. Okay. All right. Okay. And what is what's um the the caller's name? ¿Y cuál es su nombre suyo, señor? And what's his tel his uh, his telephone number to verify? ¿Y cuál es su número telefónico de usted? Phone number. Okay, in language line, just repeat that number for verification, please. Okay, all right, perfect. Just um, let him know that our officers are more than likely going to go speak with his um, sister-in-law, um, but there are several officers in the area right now. Sí, claro, muy bien. Solamente quisiera avisarle que en cuanto lleguen los oficiales, más seguro quisieran hablar con su cuñada para ver qué es lo que ha sucedido o si ella tiene alguna información. Sí, está bien. Mi suegra me dice que ya ya está con los policías en la con ella. Yes, that is fine. My, sorry, my in-law has already told me that there is someone there speaking to the officers right now. Okay, perfect. Okay, thank you. Muy bien, perfecto. Okay. Gracias. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Que muy buen día. Hasta luego. This is the trooper speaking. I will now disengage from this call. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you. No problem. Bye-bye. This type of call is something that happens with non-English speakers, and it happens quite often. A victim or a witness to a crime decides to not call the police, but to call a friend or a family member that may speak some English and have them call police. Even with some English being able to be spoken, oftentimes you will still need to use an interpreter. That's what happened here. The biggest piece of this caller is him reporting that not only did his relative see someone get shot, they saw the victim fall over a balcony onto the ground. When police started questioning people in the area, one witness advised they heard a gunshot, then a child starts screaming, and then a series of further shots. Police made it to the area of the apartment that was reported by most callers and found spent shell casings as well as blood running down the wall leading to a second-story balcony. The last caller we had may have interpreted the information a bit incorrectly, or maybe it was told to him wrong, but the woman didn't fall over the balcony. She was still there on the balcony, shot multiple times, and already dead. The victim was identified as 24-year-old Diana Hurtado. The search was on to find any clues as to who did this, where the little girl is, and obviously if she was all right. Police got a solid lead a couple hours later when they received a call from the girl's biological father, Jordan Chavez. He said that around 11 p.m. his daughter showed up at his apartment with a 21-year-old man named Chase Harder. Chase had visible injuries, 
scratches on his arms, and also had blood on his shoes. He was dropping off the three-year-old and claimed he didn't know where the mother was. After he left was when the father phoned police to report what had happened. When police arrived at that apartment, they questioned the little girl, who was the three-year-old daughter of the victim. The three-year-old saw everything that happened, but likely due to her young age, could only say that the suspect hurt her mother and that she had fallen to the floor and went to sleep. After looking further into the suspect, police found out something shocking. He is a detention officer with the Fort Lauderdale Police Department. He also served in the Army Reserve as military police. Chase Harder would later turn himself into police, showing up inside the lobby of the Coral Springs Police Department and then was taken into custody. It was found out later that the victim called police around two weeks prior to the shooting to report that her boyfriend had sent text messages threatening to kill her. During that call, when asked about the suspect information for the threatening messages, she fell silent and the phone disconnected. She didn't answer any follow-up calls from the police regarding the matter. I'm guessing that she may have changed her mind about reporting the threats. The night of the shooting, it's believed that the suspect showed up at the apartment where an argument, then a fight ensued, and he shot the victim multiple times before fleeing the scene with the three-year-old girl. Chase Harder has been charged with premeditated murder and intimidation by sending threats to kill or injure. He is currently being held in the Broward County Jail without bond. A statement was released by his employer. The Fort Lauderdale Police Department is disappointed to learn of the arrest of one of our employees. The details surrounding these allegations are very difficult to hear and do not reflect the character and professionalism expected of the men and women of our agency. As a result of this arrest, Harder has been placed on administrative leave without pay pending further investigation. We extend our deepest condolences to those affected by this horrific incident. Actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 today. 911, where is your emergency? I can't breathe. Can you say that one more time, caller? Caller? Hello, caller. Can you hear me? I can't breathe. Oh, okay. I'm going to chance you over to medical. When they get on the line, I'll speak first. Milwaukee Fire Department, what is the location of your emergency? Police or medical. Callers possibly state you can't breathe. Well, what is the address, please? 
Oh, my God. What is the address, please? Pardon? What is the address? About the corner of Veggie District Congress. Thank you for the bus. Phone number you're calling from, please? Uh, Tell me what happened. I don't know. Well, what's the reason you're calling for medical help? I'm... How old are you? Pardon? How old are you? Well, he died. Is your breathing normal for you? Do you have a history of heart problems? Ma'am, do you have a history of heart problems? Do you have any abdominal pain? Alright, so ambulance is on the way. In the meantime, do your best not to move around. Just try to rest in the most comfortable position for you. Make sure you wave down the help when you see them. If anything changes, I want you to give us a call back. Help is on the way. This call came into the 911 Dispatch Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on January 15th of this year. Milwaukee is a city roughly the same size as Nashville, so I'm sure that just like in Nashville where I dispatch, they get literally hundreds of medical calls every day. This one sounded like a very normal one. Nothing at all out of the ordinary. A 49-year-old female calling because she's having breathing problems. She didn't go into specifics about anything else that happened. She stated she was by the bus stop at the corner of 76 and West Congress. After the phone call was over, paramedics from the Curtis Ambulance Service were dispatched to the scene. Curtis Ambulance is one of two private ambulance services that have been contracted out by the city of Milwaukee. In Nashville and most other cities, the ambulances are operated and staffed by city employees. Some cities, though, do what Milwaukee has done and use private ambulances in an effort to save some of the city's budget. Paramedics arrived at the scene roughly four minutes later, and after they said they searched the area, they were unable to locate a patient. About 20 minutes after that, dispatch received another call on 911. Hi, I am on the corner of 7600 West Congress by the 76 bus stop facing northbound, facing southbound. There's a lady... Right here on the on the corner. I don't know if she's alive or if she's awake. Can you tell me exactly what happened? I live in front of this apartment. I was on my way home and I see this lady on the side of the road in front by the bus stop and she's just on the ground laying down. Okay, can you see her breathing at all? And there's a CNA right here. She's not. Okay, so do you think she's beyond any help, ma'am? We need emergency right now. Somebody, I called the police already. Somebody okay, again, it. ma'am, there's no reason to yell. The help is started for her. I'm asking you, do you I'm think she's beyond help? It's cold outside. Ma'am, ma'am I'm, I'm asking outside. you, do you think she's beyond help? I mean, I'm asking you, do you think she's beyond help? Is stated, do you think she's beyond CPR? That's all. I'm not sure. Okay. At the same location as the first call, this caller is reporting finding a woman laying on the ground and likely not breathing. The caller stating that she's not sure if she's alive or dead. The caller also stated that the reason she was yelling was it was cold outside. It definitely was. More on that later. Paramedics and police were dispatched back to the scene where they found the original caller deceased. 
an investigation was started trying to figure out what happened. There were no witnesses that saw anything, just the second caller and someone else past that who showed up much like the other caller and just saw this woman laying on the snow. Officers on the scene speculated that she may have slipped on some ice and hit a fence or a gate and that put her on the ground. They started looking around for any buildings that were close by that may have had security cameras that could have showed what happened. They located one on an adjacent building that was pointed at the corner where the victim was found. It showed her slipping just like the officer thought. And just like was reported, the ambulance showed up around four minutes later. According to a statement from those on the ambulance, they looked around for about seven minutes and couldn't find her. The small piece of the camera footage I've seen shows the ambulance driving through the intersection, then turning around and doing the same thing in the other direction, but no one on the ambulance ever got out of it to look around. What's worse than that, they never even stopped. They drove past the intersection at what looks like around 15 or 20 miles an hour. Truth be told, it doesn't even look like they slowed down. The video showed one of the other haulers in their vehicle rounding the corner, passing by the victim, but then stopping, reversing their vehicle, and then getting out to check on her. That person was able to see her clearly, and she wasn't even looking for someone there. She just happened to notice her laying there. The victim was identified as 49-year-old Jolene Waldruff. She was likely trying to make her way home from work and was trying to catch a bus. The weather that night was brutally cold, with temperatures hovering between 0 and negative 5 degrees and wind chills in the negative 20 to negative 30 range. Although autopsy results haven't been released, it's believed she died of hypothermia. After word of what happened got out, Curtis Ambulance President James Baker conducted a press conference and made some pretty outrageous statements. He claims the city's dispatchers coded this as a low-priority call instead of a high-priority one. From reading on the differences between the two, it seems like a high-priority call has a fire truck and a medic dispatched. For low priorities, it's just the medic. The coding of the call shouldn't matter in this. What matters is that the ambulance crew didn't stop, they didn't slow down to look, and they didn't get out of their ambulance to try and locate the patient. The really outrageous statements I was talking about that he said during the press conference, the ambulance company president also said that the EMTs didn't do anything wrong and that the EMS system here worked as designed. For the life of me, I can't see how anyone could say this. If the EMS system worked as designed as he said, the patient would have been located and transported to a warm hospital, not left in the snow, dying in sub-zero temps of hypothermia. City officials have been meeting regarding this incident and are pushing for changes in policy regarding the location of patients and medical calls. I, along with nearly everyone else that knows about this incident, and disgusted this happened. I'm hoping something like this won't happen again. That's going to do it for this episode. Sorry if these incidents left you feeling like I do about them. People in public service should do exactly that. Serve the public. If they don't, as we've heard in this episode... The consequences can be dire. 
for the show if you'd like to try to help out. And I love getting help wherever I can with the show. Leave a five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Tell a friend or a family member about the show. The best recommendations I can get for the show is by a dedicated listener. Thank you all for listening and telling others about the show. Until next time, for Music City 901, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.